0: You're listening to WCT.FM Talk Radio like no other.
1: Welcome back to the Supernatural Realm on a Thursday edition on WCETFM. Chip, what we got tonight, buddy?
2: <laughs> I see you got your rock and roll going, man. Yeah, I do. You know, and Timmy gets that rock and roll going, man. There's danger in the air. <laughs> and I guess it's safe to say that... <laughs> If our guest would tell somebody you might as well jump, that's really not a good thing, especially <laughs> considering I didn't think of it that, that way. But yeah, A <laughs> uh, good thing. Yeah. Well, we'll, 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 make a, we'll take this from an inside joke to uh, something that uh, we all can That's c- kind of funny, of that, yeah. Right, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but our guest, oh, man. And again, it's the gift of Tim Roxbury, man. He <laughs> finds these guests. I don't know where he finds them. And it's not a jealousy thing on my – it's just awe. But our guest today uh, has been a firefighter. Uh, We're honored to have Andrew Radziewicz with us today. Uh, Not just a firefighter, and not just in Brooklyn, New York. I mean, you know, just walking the street in Brooklyn is risk enough for a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine the bravery of of, uh, being a firefighter. And Brooklyn. Uh, Andrew Radzowicz says he's a psychic medium, though, who regularly encounters extraterrestrials, UFOs, dead people, angels, and other strange phenomena, even in his Brooklyn fire station. He's not in Brooklyn as we speak, though. He's coming to us from beautiful Melbourne, Australia. So God bless him for that, you know. Uh, Yeah, that's not even around the corner from Brooklyn. (laughs) That's like the land down under. (laughs) Right? But, oh my goodness, and we've we've already uh, been talking with Andrew uh, a little bit off air. What a fascinating gentleman, so it's a real honor to have him here on Supernatural Realm with the great Tim Roxbury hosting in his rock and roll mode today. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, welcome to you both.
1: Hi, Andrew. Hello,
2: is he there, Chip? I, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, he was here.
3: Huh.
2: Yeah, how about that? Wow.
1: He's, hmm. gone. He's gone? I don't
3: know. It doesn't look of, like that's it.
1: That's kind of weird, I'll we'll have, tr-
2: we'll have to try him again. Yeah. Uh, and while you're trying to do that... <laughs> uh, I thought
1: he was here the whole time. What the heck? Right, right.
2: Well, you know, I've I've got a little filler... About that movie that we were talking about that he hasn't seen. So, you know, there was no point in bringing it up unless we lost in in the call. So I'm going to bring it up because there was this very cool movie in 1999 that uh, Martin Scorsese uh, directed with Nicolas Cage and John Goodman called Bringing Out the Dead. And, you know, Andrew's story was a little reminiscent of, of that for me. Even though I seem to be the only one who's seen that film, <laughs> I do recommend it to him. Nicholas Cage was an EMT uh, a professional, ambulance driver, you know, who began to see the spirits of the people that he lost uh, uh, on the job. You know, people he he got there too late to resuscitate, or they were just, you know, beyond beyond anything he could do for him, and. uh and it always made me think about some of these, you know, uh, ambulance drivers, firefighters, police officers, you know, detectives, and if that ever happened with them. But here we have somebody, or at least we had somebody. had somebody <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, you know, I I mean, it's kind of a, a commonplace thing for him, and that that makes him all the more fascinating. And it's, I, I think it's quite rare, at least, uh, you know. People that I've talked to in, in police work or, 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 you know, firefighters or uh, ambulance drivers or uh, first responders. You know, hey, they, hey, you Chip,
1: know. I think he went off in a crap to come back because he <laughs> He was fine for a while.
2: <laughs> ah, hey, I hear a laugh that sounds neither yours or mine. So I think we got him back.
4: Okay. Excellent.
2: I'm Aha, here. There he is. Yes, we've been glowing about you, you know, in, in the interim. Andrew, welcome back. I'm I'm going to hand it over to our, our phenomenal host Timmy here, so I can have Thank a you. couple of Red Bull sips. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I guess uh, welcome back, and it's great uh, great to have you here.
4: Thanks, guys. It's a pleasure to be here too.
3: So,
1: so From I guess Elmer. my first question is how did uh, how did this all begin for you? The paranormal wow. the UFO phenomenon.
4: Um. Well. It's interesting. Um, When I was a small child, three to four years old, right in that area, my mother told me that I said to her, I said, Mom, I died already. I drowned in the water. I went to heaven. I was with Jesus. And I'm back. And now you're my new mom. Now, at the time, I was not going to church every Sunday. There was no Bible study in my house. Nothing. Not a big religious family, you know, neither way. Yes or no. Just, I guess, regular. At the time, my mom didn't know what to make of that. She just said, okay, and just hugged me and said, I love you, and just left it at that. Hmm. Now, you didn't tell me this till I was 35. Wow. <laughs> wow! No kidding. Because, because of course, like anything, you, things happen, or you say something, and you're not thinking much of oh. it. But then as things transpired in life and I became more and more public about this and started speaking out about this, she said, you know, I think there's something important you need to hear. And I heard it. And I said, wow, I know that I've heard from other experiences out there that they've had near death experience mm-hmm. or they've encountered angels or angelic type beings and had an experience with them even at a young age a visitation or a message. So when people ask me that, that's honestly what I can say that I think that might have been the beginning of okay. something much greater. Wow. You know, it wasn't just, I didn't get that out of nowhere. I mean, I don't know how I would have even come to that and said that, that just for something, you know, someone that young, I don't know. I mean, my mom said, I don't know how you would have come up with that or that phrase that I didn't talk like that. I, I just, you just said it and you were very young and we just left it at that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so that was the first thing I would say uh, that I remember. And then for me, losing people, death, has been a big activator. Hmm. Whenever I lose somebody, I get closer and closer to the phenomena, the spirituality side of it, the encounters with ghosts or entities, whatever you want to call them, UFOs, aliens. To me, it's all in the same phenomenon, it's all a giant wheel, like Ray Hernandez will say, right. it's a big wheel. I, agree. I identify with that personally. That's just my story though. Uh, when I was five, I lost the best friend where I grew up. Wow. At five, you don't, you, know, you don't communicate much, you're not on the phone, there was no Facebook and not talking <laughs> all the time. So to process that at five without media and being able to talk to people was difficult. You know, I, I didn't know what to make of it. I just know I questioned this mm-hmm. existence, whatever this is, what's going on. Wh- why is someone here? I'm playing with him one day, see him at school, and then he's gone. And then that's it. I never get to see him again. That didn't sit right with me, but I just kind of left that alone. And then over time, me and my grandmother, we would watch the show Unsolved Mysteries. Mm-hmm. And uh, I loved it. Fascinated. I just, me and her would sit and watch marathons and reruns and I could openly ask her anything about what was on the show. And she would start to talk to me and tell me about experiences that she had um, with the paranormal, with spirits of relatives that crossed over, that were communicating to her. And I believed in that too. But I could not speak like this with my family at dinner when I was a young eight, nine-year-old kid They might've gotten me some help or maybe said, oh, maybe you're just fantasizing, right? There's something else going on in your head, you're crazy, whatever it was. I knew enough to not speak everywhere about it. So Mm -hmm. I just felt safe with my grandma. I told her, we would talk about it. And very interesting, my best friend in high school ends up passing away at 13, horrific. So here I am like, is it me? I have a five year old friend that died and then, and then another tight friend that is just gone. And I was with the guy a week prior and now that that's it. It's over. And I, I could not accept that. There was nothing. I could not accept that. No way. I said, no, I'm not sold. Something shifted at that moment when I was about 13, I never looked at things the same again. I, would, I remember just looking at things, life and people and worrying about things. And I'm like, What are we worrying about, man? That there's gotta be a greater meaning to this. So my grandmother, amazing, always there for me, still here for me to this day, even though she crossed, we'll get into that. Um, I said to her, this is 1993. I said, Graham, wherever you go one day, when you pass away and you go to heaven and you're with grandpa, I said, just send me a sign, but I don't wanna see a bird feather. I don't wanna see a quarter on the ground. I need to know it's you. Okay, please. And it was funny. She looked at me. She goes, I'm going to come back and haunt you. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you got to do, please. And she looked at me. She goes, of course, darling. I'll come back. I'll let you know. And we never brought it up again. 1993 to she ends up passing away much, much later. And she kept her promise. We'll get into that so this is the 93 right we're going teenage years i'm seeing things at times i'm seeing you know spirits or fog things like that but i'm not quite sure what's going on yet well at 19 years old i'm in the u.s coast guard and i'm down in south florida station um and we're out at sea patrolling the waters everyone asked me where and i said number one i can't tell you (laughs) because That quiet, right? But I can tell you this. We were somewhere down in the Gulf of Mexico, Caribbean. I'm not. Do I know exactly where? That's irrelevant. But where I was, I can tell you this. We were on a mission. So when you're on a mission, that stays with the military. I would never say anything more. I'm the night watchman. And I'm up there and I'm looking around the boat. I'm scanning the skies. And I look with night vision goggles and I see these two round like silver-type objects. On the night vision, you only see, like, greenish and white. They were, like, shining, you know? And I took the the night vision away, and I looked. And I go, wow, it looks, it appears to be silver. So I'm like, got to be satellite, right? Got to be explainable. I mean, I'm in the military. I'm on a military vessel. All right, we'll figure this out. So I I call down, and uh, I call down the officer. I said, oh, you know, at this degree, we have something in the sky. Officer comes up. Uh, Takes a look. He's like, oh, there's nothing on the radar. Maybe there's something wrong with the radar detector. Right. You never know. You got to look at every option first. Well, next thing I know, I'm 19 years old. Right. Once again, I don't know what this is. I think there's an explanation. Next thing I know, there's 20 members up there. It's about two o'clock in the morning. They wake the captain of the boat up. If you're underway and you're waking up the captain of the boat at two in the morning, Something's going on. I know. Something is on a weather balloon, okay? So, he comes up. He looks. We're all watching this. I'm looking next to me, left to me, right to me. We're all glued on this object. Wow, wow, wow. You know, two of them. And they're kind of... They're not side by side, but look like a formation. Like a, just like an angle, like half an X. Half of an X. Just one, two. And they're just going round. All of a sudden... This is maybe 10, 15 minutes. I can't say exactly the time. I was fixated on this. I was not looking at my watch. I just knew the time it was. It was like 2 a.m., something around there, late, pitch black. The two objects come together, and they come together. And when they came into one, wasn't side by side. They literally merged. They vanished. Wow. They didn't shoot off. No left. No right, no up, no down, they vanished, no trail. Nothing, zero. I looked, I grabbed the night vision, I looked. Not a trace of anything. And we all looked at each other like, what was that? You know, what's going on? Oh, oh my God, this is insane. But it was fascinating, it didn't feel threatening, but you have to remember too, any object in the sky, I don't care if it's a black op or whatever they have going on, a secret testing, I don't know what's going on out there, but I can tell you this, if it is a secret project or something of ours and they're going to take that risk of putting whatever that is in the sky and knowing that as a United States Coast Guard, vessel, Coast Guard if something, vessel, yeah. if it comes by the front or back of the boat or around us anywhere or in the sky and they do not identify themselves in 1989, no, we can shoot that. So whatever it was, Would they put that at risk? They didn't contact us. There was no communication back and forth. So if it's us, that's pretty insane to put 72 sailors' lives at risk on the boat I was on for an experiment. I I just, to me, I wasn't sold on that. I said, I don't know what it is. We were never briefed the next morning. No one said anything about it. None of the bosses, the officers, the senior men. It's like, it didn't happen, but we weren't told don't talk about this. So that's why I am telling you this. If I was told you cannot speak of this, well then I cannot speak of this. If I don't have access, if I don't have the clearance to do that, I can't say it. So they didn't say that, so I'm just sharing. I don't know what it was, but it was unexplainable. So that was 99. Um, I'm still in touch with guys to this day that were on that boat. Once again, a lot of them are still in the service. So, when people say, Well, oh, we're the witnesses, they're still active members. They, they can't come out and say what they encountered because they'll be thrown in the brig or right. fired over the booty bin. Yeah, especially so, because they're active.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. You, you're actively in, unless you're in some psyops program or whatever nonsense you want to believe in, you can't talk about this. They tell you right. throw you in the brig. That's it. Because, right. especially if we don't know what it is, you know, what are you going to say? I don't know what I saw. I saw something in the sky. Did I have a camera on me in 1999? No, absolutely right. not. You
2: can. But at least you purchases. had other people that saw it too. You know. I mean, it's a, it's a thing. You see something paranormally, and if you have three or four other people that also see it, you can't yes. count it as a collective
4: hallucination exactly. or something. You know. Exactly. So I knew at that point. Okay, I'm seeing something. I don't know what it is, but there's 20 other people that I know that are uh, my brothers were sailors together that we saw this and we, we all saw two objects come together. I don't know if people saw different things or what angles, but we all agreed, okay, there were two things that came together and where did they go? So that triggered something else in me. You know, something else is going on. I don't know what, but something else is activating. Okay, maybe, at this point I said, maybe they, whatever that thing is in the sky, Maybe it has something to do with ghosts or spirits or something else that has the phenomena to come and vanish. But I don't know. I, I haven't put all the pieces together. So I found Dr. Stephen Greer um, through social media. Just saw some videos. Hey. He comes. Oh, yeah. I could initiate human contact. Come to me. You know, pay $2,500 a person and come. Oh and I said, okay, what? this guy's full of it. That's what he said. Honestly, he's full of it. No way. Yeah, at least he answered you know. He never answers my inquiry. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's a very busy man. I'm sure, right? Um yeah, true. <laughs> so I see this, and I see I see that he claims that he can initiate contact. Now, up until this point, I thought it was just an accident. I saw this; it was by mistake, or something was here and then they're gone. But I can't control this. That's insane. You know, there's no way. I didn't believe it. Now, I, I started meditating and doing yoga, so I believed in meditation and maybe higher states of consciousness. I had not experienced one yet, so I'm skeptical until I live it, until I can tell you I've done that. Right. I can't say that it is, I, I don't know. So yes, I'm the guy that I, I was, uh, my partner at home, she was into this phenomena as well, very skeptical. This is years ago, uh, and we looked, and he said, "Let's go meet this guy, Dr. Greer. <clears throat> so we fly out to Borrego Springs, California, in 2011. Joshua Tree, you know, that whole coast area—amazing, amazing stuff. We've heard. Now I don't believe it till I see it. So the first night we go to the field, and Dr. Greer comes out. Emery Smith was there as wow. well. I heard him. Wow! Oh. Yeah, I love. Yeah. Yep. Like Emery Smith. Yep. I, I can only tell you the people that I've dealt with directly and made contact with and how they've helped me, and Emery is one of them. I don't care what people think or say, I throw all this together anyway. I could just say he helped me. I don't know about anything else or how other people feel that's, I really don't care. He was instrumental in showing us the C5 protocols and we went out there, didn't know him prior. I just knew Steve Greer, okay, whatever. And I met Dr. Jan Bravo, sensational, lovely, lovely individual. We're out there the first night, right? We're in a circle, we got all the tones out and this and that, nothing happens. So I'm like, it's me. I gotta be messing this up for the group because I've never really done contact before and maybe I'm you know, too worried or nervous or I, I, you know, I don't know what. So I go back to the hotel room that night and it was me and my partner, we go back there. And I remember Greer saying in the meditation circle before we left, why don't you invite back the ETs to your hotel room? I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, sure, that's going to happen. Right, did happen here. It's not going to happen in my room. Okay? Come on, bro, please. Um, once again, New York City firefighter skeptical, the goal, right? Um, right. I, I don't just believe it. I got to live it. So I haven't seen it yet. So to me, it's just nonsense, right? Or I, um, maybe it's not for me. Whatever. We go back to the hotel room, and it's about... 1 one thirty in the morning somewhere dead you know dead middle of the night whatever i get up go to the bathroom there's a green light on the wall now i'm thinking it's got to be a smoke detector or you know something from outside reflecting right it's got to be a reason for this has to be so i get up i go to the wall and try to put my hand over it now it's not there hmm. but i move away and i don't see it so i'm like oh it's got to be gone right just my head or maybe it was a ladybug or an, like a night bug or something right i don't know I lie back down. and boom, the thing appears again. So I wake up my partner. I go, take a look. The thing moves. It drops down a couple feet. Now I've never seen a smoke detector in all my years of firefighting. Do that? Yeah, do
3: that. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a firefighter,
2: you think you would know smoke detectors? From anybody. <laughs> you
4: think? I would think so. I don't. You know, I don't have all the answers, but I don't even know what this is at this point. I just know that something was here now it's here. And my partner is a police officer. So she has a little, you know, I would say has some common sense and some background and, and street smarts and investigative work and background. And so she's doing her thing. She's looking around the room, right? We're trying to find anything we can to possibly find an answer. There's no light coming in. We're staying in the desert. There's not even a street light. There's nothing. We're in the middle of Borrego Springs, (laughs) right by Tom Springs Desert. So I go, okay, if this is a craft or an orb, right, it might be. I said, why don't we just meditate with it and, and, and ask it to show itself in the safest manner like we were taught by Greer. I don't know any other way, but I don't feel threatened. So let's see what happens. So we sit there. And we just tell whatever this is, the, the orb, the, the, the light, that it could stay and as long as it wants. That light stayed until the sun came up hours later, and then it wow. vanished. Whatever it was, we connected with it. I felt like there was something enormous outside. Mm-hmm. I felt, like I said, I was in the desert. I was in the middle of nowhere. It felt like something was outside, but I didn't want to even leave the room to look sure. because it was that Intense. I said, I don't want to open the door and scare this thing. Or, you know, I don't even know what this is at this point. So in the morning, we go back to Greer's, the house they had. And we sit and Greer's like, so did anyone have any experiences in their room last night? <laughs> I said, well, I raised my hand. I said, this is what happened. He said, what do you think it was? I said, well, I don't know. An orb? I've never seen one that close to me. I- I'm not positive. I can't say for sure. And he goes, well, what did it feel like? I said, it felt like intelligent. Yes, it felt like something. There's some sort of communication going on, and it moves. It definitely moves. I mean, my partner saw so it move. It wasn't just me. Once again, me alone, I could say one thing what I've experienced. But when I have a credible witness, a police officer, I'd say that's pretty good credibility in New York mm-hmm. City. Yeah, she um, yeah. saw it too. Okay, hey, I don't know. This is just my experience. And Greer said, what do you think? Do you think anything else was connected to this? Or did you get a sense of something? I said, yeah, I felt like a giant craft was outside, but I didn't leave the bedroom and the room I was in because I didn't want this to stop. It was so beautiful. Didn't matter if a craft was outside. Honestly, it didn't even matter what was happening there, the exchange that I had and what she had. I felt like people have talked about download experiences or information being sent back. That's what it felt like, but I never had one prior. I've only saw one on, you know, people talking about it on the internet, but until I actually feel it, I can't really say what it felt like. But something internally was being turned on or messed with. I can say that. I don't know what, but I can feel something internally. And uh, I'm always skeptical, though. I don't just believe anything that's said. Um, We're talking about this in the group. From that moment on, from the day that happened, day into night with him, till this very day of my life, we're going. That was in 2011 till now, which is 2019. It's been nonstop.
1: Wow. wow.
4: So we're there, and we're still in Korea's group in 2011 talking about this, and he says, "Well, uh, this, you know, this is somebody that's going to join the group, and uh, you know, he's an Avis actor in Hollywood, and uh, you know, he has his own story." That's- his story it's to him. And uh, if you watch the movie series, there's a man that does the voiceover in that. The voiceover is Thomas Jane, the actor. Wow. He was in HBO series show, Hung, and all sorts of movies, The Punisher. I'm sure you've heard of him. I don't know him personally, never saw him before, I whatever. All I know is he came into the room and there were 30 of us and he was there, just didn't say anything. And I wasn't gonna call another guy. You know, I respect him and his privacy. Um, a couple days later, he just comes up to me one day, and we connected. And what I could say is what I saw, speaking to somebody else, I'm not the only person that might have experienced things like this. I'm not here to tell anyone's story. That's their business. But the fact that we had that connection and we went out to the field together and then had experiences I saw Wait someone that's in Hollywood, or someone that's a housewife in Mississippi, or a lady that flew from Malaysia to my contact team, or the doctor from Stanford, or my friend James Iandoli from Westchester, New York. He has a site engaging the phenomena. I met him in 2011 and we all experienced this and after have not lost touch and still make contact to this day. Wow. So people could say whatever they want about Greer. I don't talk to him personally daily, I don't do that. But I met some beautiful people at his experience, his encounter, week, week-long week expedition that I'm still friends with to this day. And uh, the most fascinating thing I saw, someone was recording everything, pictures, videos, and took pictures of orbs sitting around us in my lap. We were setting up a puja table once, and I said, I feel like something is touching me on the side. Someone took a picture of me in that photo right when I felt that tap the magnetometer, it beeped three times, which for us means yes, and there's a picture of a purple orb in my lap. Wow. And saw we we saw a, a fox. We were in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing out there. There's a fox that comes walking by. So we recorded it on her camera, boom. The whole thing, you know, this is several minutes long, not a quick thing, several minutes. Like, wow, the fox is here, yet we have all this food, The fox doesn't come to the food. It just walks by and it looked at us. And it walked right by. Now, at the time, I'm not thinking anything else of it. just is what it is. Well, the next day, on the videotape, there's no fox. Oh, my God. God. (laughs) So, when people love to critique and, you know, say, Oh, Andrew, the pictures you've taken or the people you've met, encounters you've had, uh, the pictures are nonsense. You're taking pictures of cruise ships and this and that, all these things. Whatever they want to say, I tell them, listen, I, I don't have to I look at what I'm filming. Too. I, I took a picture of a fox, right? We filmed this. There's nothing on the video. These things, this phenomena will manifest itself however it wants and nothing that you could do about it. I, it, it proved it to me. I go, Whoa. That's pretty rad, man. Seeing a fox, that that's nothing, to, even on the film, nothing. So, sometimes... Let's try this again. Security or safety of the group. Maybe somebody was really nervous in the group that if an extraterrestrial manifested a blue being or an octarian or something, you know, that looked like an ant, yeah, probably the majority of the group might have freaked out, me included. I don't know if I was ready at that point to see... You know, a critter, I don't know if I was ready the first time I made contact to see that. I don't know. Um, So I realized that when timing is right, the phenomena will keep revealing itself more. And as your consciousness and awareness gets greater, I feel you become more and more open and they will see you're an entry point. Emory Smith told me that. I said, why am I having this contact, Emory? What's going on? He goes, you're an entry point. I go, all right, that makes sense. He goes, it's years of contact. Elevated consciousness, they'll see certain entry points or the term antenna, I've heard, whatever you want to call it. it, doesn't even need a term. I just know a lot of contact is happening, and that's from years of trust, experience, and remaining open. Um, if you go to Grant did a podcast after that expedition, uh, that was in October of 2011, if you listen to his 1111 mm-hmm. podcast okay. at the 40-minute mark. You look here a firefighter and a police officer a lovely couple from new york city came he describes what i told you guys with the green orb so it is what it is you never say my name because he said you're all under our you know privacy but sure. you know once again hey you don't want to believe it or you don't i i can't explain everything but i just tell my experience
2: <clears throat> i've just made um, that more meaningful you know because i have seen that before and then And it kind of rings a little familiar when he cites examples of people and we timmy and i both thank you for your skepticism you
3: know
2: we're we're believers in a lot of things but you know we have to we have to make sure that we can explain away anything that you know would otherwise explain these kind of things you know we can't just automatically buy into it or give into our own personal biases you know skepticism even you know, from a
4: paranormalist show perspective, it's <laughs> a good thing. It you know? is. Yeah.
1: It's a healthy thing. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Which, which, like I said, when I went there in 2011, and not even until two years ago, I never took a picture of this. I didn't want anything to do with this on social media or out there. I was very careful who I talked to about this because I work for the New York City Fire Department and coming into the firehouse... You know, guys lay it all out. That's just oh, yeah. is what it is. About, they lay it out. There's no holds barred. All right. So I did not want to go into that, but I reached a point in evolution and w- where I'm at that I just didn't matter anymore. I didn't care who knew. But for years, I did not want to speak until, one, I had some substantial proof because I don't seem like a nut uh, and just a story is great. And a drawing is great. People love to draw these pictures of ETs, and that's amazing. But if I go into a New York City firehouse, and I go, hey, guys, I saw an ET last night. Let me draw you a picture of what he looked like. They're going to send me to a psych ward. Right. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it. You know, like, I understand the regular average person, if they're not ready, they don't, whoa, what are you talking about, bro? Aliens. However, <laughs> when I waited till I had 20,000 photos that I took myself and videos, and I brought guys from my house, my FI house, to my home in Brooklyn, and I showed them the phenomena and how I could make it appear. They were like, I don't know how you're doing that, but I don't know. I don't have an answer. Yes. So well, when it
2: started the, happening with you, important. you weren't ready. You know, and so like, I uh, get so, it. Uh, Timmy and yeah. I'll tell you, you know, people don't choose ghosts. They don't wake up in one day and say, I'm going to go home. Ghosts choose people. Same with uh, contactee experiences.
3: Right. You know.
2: So, and and you were, you know, uh, I guess non-believer would be an appropriate kind of way to to coin your initial experiences. Um, So, yeah, you know, so that, so it's easier to understand how skeptical other people that are just would not have these kind of experiences, even if they asked for them, uh, would be. I mean, we see it all the time, Mm -hmm. you know. uh, Yeah. But, Uh. but we like uh, we like your approach because they, and you know timmy and i we come across people and you know that their stories are i don't yes. know there's something uh, disingenuine about them or you know maybe they're they're trying to get some sort of attention of some kind you know so when people like you come along you know with this uh, genuine heartfelt types of things you know we really appreciate it all the more so i thank you for that
4: yes excellent um and you know, I, I totally get that. And I still, to this day, I'm skeptical. I'm not on yeah. like, yeah, when when people say it's all this or all that, or I've thought, okay, at this point, this is what I think the phenomena throws me something. Mm-hmm. And I go, whoa, 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 wow. So I don't think it ever ends. I don't think there is an ultimate answer. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're all information sources just gathering it together. When I came back from Greer's training, what the best part was, he said, well, I know a lady up near Albany, Dr. Marilyn Guac, she's a PhD, uh, and her partner, Diane Saunders and Jennifer Westacott, and the rest of the amazing crew up there. You have to meet them, Andrew. They, they live a couple hours from here. Albany's a couple hour drive. Once again, I'm skeptical. Am I going to go up and be around a bunch of people, you know, running in circles and nothing happening? You know, I don't want to waste any time. You know, I want answers. I want answers to this. Now that I'm experiencing this, let's get down to what's really going on. Mm -hmm. I went up there. And since then, we've just connected and had some phenomenal contacts. Not long after meeting Greer, um, I come back home, right? And, you know, like I said, my grandmother, who earlier we talked about this stuff, Mm-hmm. When my grandmother passed away, I think it was around 2010, uh, right around then she passed away. I had forgotten about. Hey Graham, contact me on the other oh, side. The and at deal, that point, right? I, you know, at that point, I'm like, hey, it is what it is. If she does find out, but I'm not, you know, waiting in my chair till you know the angel comes in the room and talks to me. Hey Andrew, it's Graham. Um, I bring my mom out to dinner, and we grew up in a little town uh, in Long Island called Floral Park. Beautiful little town. Mm -hmm. And um, I take my mom to the local restaurant that me and my grandmother, we go to that area and go out to eat all the time. I bring my mom into a restaurant. There's a psychic medium coming there that night. I don't tell my mom. Hmm. I don't tell her anything. I just bring her in. There's a guy from Long Island. His name is Robert Hansen, who he also is very good friends with and trained with John Edward, George Anderson, some High-end, very respected psychics that I know are genuine, my opinion at least. I mm-hmm. can't say that for most of them. I don't know most of them. I don't want to know most of them. True. These guys, though, I know the real deal because I walk into a restaurant, and this guy with gray hair and like 10 earrings comes in. I go, are you kidding me? This guy's a psychic? He looks like <laughs> a rock man, right? Well, <laughs> so, I don't know him. I didn't leave any info with the place, no name, no background, nothing, nothing. <laughs> guy comes in. He goes, I can't promise you who I'm going to go to. I only have an, you know, two hours to speak and there's a lot of people here. But he goes, I'm getting pulled to you. And he points to me, my mom comes over and he goes, okay, someone in your family just passed away. They had cancer on their face. It moved up and got into their brain and spread and they died. That's exactly how my grandmother died. He even pointed to the correct side of the face. Wow. I don't say anything. I just say, yep. No, you don't feed them, you say nothing. You just go yes or no to a real medium. You don't have to say right. anything. Yeah, right. I'll go, no. And he'll tell you that. So I go, yep. And he goes, which one of you was born on Easter Sunday? My mother was in the 1950s. Born on Easter Sunday. Oh. Okay. So for some guy to come in and just randomly say that or, or whatever he's doing to me, you got my attention, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm right. Like, I'll you know. he goes. I'm seeing a fire truck now. I'm not wearing anything to resemble fire. Nothing. I'm just dressed nice to go. Out and eat. That's it. He goes, but it's more than that. He goes. I'm seeing Santa Claus. I'm seeing the fire truck. And your grandmother is showing me. She she showed me pictures. She wants to know where the pictures are of you, grandma, and Santa Claus in the fire truck. And I go to myself. I go, wait, my grandmother passed away. I never brought a fire truck to a house. I didn't work in Long Island. I worked in the city. Like, what? I don't know at that point. I go, I, I don't know. Because you have to answer. It's yes or it's no. I'm not certain. And uh, the next day, my mom comes up to me. She goes, Andrew. She goes, come here. She goes, look at this. She shows me a picture of me, Santa, my grandmother, by a fire truck. I remember Wow. A couple of years prior, when Graham was alive, I was a volunteer firefighter in an area called Stewart Manor, which is right next to the Floral Park in Long Island, New York. Mm-hmm. And I was a volunteer firefighter. So Christmas time, we would go to our family's homes with Santa on the truck. Wow. I called my mom. I go, Mom, don't tell Graham. Bring her to the house. We're going to come over with Santa because she loves Christmas. And we're going to surprise her. And we showed up and I took pictures with my grandmother and Santa at my home right there with the fire truck. I forgot. You know, so it was many, many years ago. You know, so when people get read by a medium, remember this. It's only as good as the person you're reading and what their memory is. Because I've Mm -hmm. read people many, many times. We'll get to this in a minute. And they say to me, no, no, never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. No, that's nonsense. They'll call me later at night or the next yeah. day. Or and they'll remember. Oh, my God. I just talked to my mom or my grandma. You were right about everything. Or I go, it's not a matter of right and wrong. This is a healing for you. Wow. Mm-hmm. This isn't about a dollar in my pocket. I don't charge to read. I do readings for nothing. I, I, I'm a firefighter. And then I got into the reading stuff. We'll get into that. But I go, this is for you to connect with your loved ones. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what I tell you. If you're not listening, which I tell people to record it, so they could always go back. back don't to write it. notes. When you right. write notes, you're taking notes out of what you want to hear. Right. You got to the whole story.
2: Yeah, it's, so, it's,
4: the tape is always honest. You know, yeah. tape doesn't lie. Right. So who was, who was so this psychic? guy? I'm sorry.
1: Who was the psychic that you're talking about that gave it yeah, sure. a-
4: So this guy just reads me right at at a you know at a restaurant just couple minutes right boom 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 blah. like maybe 10 minutes but a lot of info and a lot of very personal things that i won't share that he knows what he's talking about mm-hmm. things that you know only my mom could remember when she was young right. or me when i was young that i ain't told anybody that stuff and that's my business and like anyone i respect their privacy when they get read i don't yeah. share anything unless they tell, me. tell the world or i re- i get it believe me right. so he tells me this. His name is Robert Hansen. He's in Merrick, New York. He's been around for a long time and he's got amazing credentials and he worked to try to find missing kids. When he found that he had this gift with the feds, once again, a very noble, honorable thing, which he has told me it's very, very tough to do. Almost impossible. But he tried for 10 years. He's a great guy. He's got a great soul and a great message. Uh, doesn't believe in the whole UFO ET thing. You know, i always said be very careful with that, because there's a lot of whack jobs, and most of it's nonsense. He's spot on. Um, and I use discernment, but I have to share this message, because it's part of my reality. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Um, he read me, right? Then I met Greer, right? So I had that maybe there's something going on with spirits, or my grandmother, I know for certain, i the test my life to it She's she hoping. came through to us that care okay, what anyone says i feel and my mom who's totally skeptical in this still to this day says be careful what you're doing andrew you know just that's crazy and people are out there they want to hurt people that say things like that and they want to you know make you look like a nut job and your job and blah blah blah, blah, blah. you know i get it i respect that but for mm-hmm. me i took it further i just kept looking and i said well if graham's coming through and then i met steven greer and E Smith and all these amazing people, who most of them I still stay in touch with. I have my contact group in Albany. Okay, to me, there's something through the spirit world and this ET world, right? That higher consciousness or samadhi state or whatever you want to call it. I'm meditating in 2012 up at Marilyn Goax's house, in up near uh, Albany, New York, with about 20 people in the room, and I had just lost my home to Hurricane Sandy. Oh. Still, so, hear that. Wow. You know, when people say, oh, don't worry, if something's happening in your life, just call in the Octarians. They'll protect you. <laughs> I got news for you. They didn't protect me during that hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> but I also accepted that whatever is going to be from Gaia or Mother Nature, Whoever,
3: yeah. that's
4: a bigger plan than me. I, I, I am not Jesus Christ and I don't have those powers. And if I did, I would have protected. Everyone that I know, I no one should have to go through that. I dealt with it, and I went through some horrible things after that because cleaning up your home that's uh, floating down the street in the Atlantic Ocean, you could have a spiritual awakening from that. People ask me, how do you become awake? How do you have an awakening? I said, lose everything or give it yeah. away. Exactly. You don't have one. Trust me. I don't recommend it, but that's just my story. Sometimes that's
1: the only way people have an awakening when they lose everything.
4: And exactly, I, 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 I had lost my home. A lot of things were horrific that were happening. I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? Why is this happening in my life? Mm-hmm. And then I went up to Marilyn Gawak's house, and uh, she's a PhD psychiatrist. She's spoken openly about her experiences, and, and she's like my surrogate mother, put it that way. And uh, it's very even deeper than that. Well, I go up there, and I'm meditating, and all of a sudden, it's pitch black in the room. We're inside. It's so cold out that normally we'd be outside under the stars doing a 5 We had to do it inside because it was freezing and snowing and rain just awful. Well, I close my eyes, I'm in the circle and I see about 12 purple drops, one after another, come down from the ceiling. I have my eyes open. I'm meditating, but I like to keep my eyes open. When I read psychically, my eyes open because I'm telling you, what do I see? When I meditate, I will start closed-eyed and eventually open them because I start to see the phenomena and other things, I'm seeing these purple drops come down and they're going into my chest, about 12 of them. And then after a few minutes, I could see one after another going back up and floating back up. Now now we're silent in a meditation. I can't say to anyone, yo, do you see this? Like, I I wanna make sure once again, am I really seeing this? Mm -hmm. Am I insane? Am I imagining this because I'm going through stress in my personal life? You know, you have to look at all these things. You can't just say, oh, it's all love and light. They're all angels. I know it. Oh, hold on. Let's look at everything first. So I'm questioning everything that's going on. We take a break from the meditation and and they're like, does anyone see anything? Is anything going on? And I said, exactly what I saw. I'm seeing these purple lights, these droplets, like teardrops, like little raindrops coming in and out of me. Another person in the group who had been doing meditative and psychic work for 20 years said, Andrew... I see ETs around you. They're about four to five feet. Old. There's a circle of, they're healing you. Marilyn running the group said, Andrew, I see a taller ET and describe the couple beings around you. She says, I'm sending them to you to help heal you. My group, we're family. We know when we go through things, we have to heal each other and take care of each other. But once again, I'm not buying all that. I'm not, I'm not sold that there's aliens around me because <laughs> I want to see that stuff, right? right? I need proof. So I only know what I know. Since that day, though, that was in like 2012, right around then, every single day of my life, I see this purple energy around me. I know how to make it appear and not make it appear. People have said, oh, it's your third eye activating. Oh, it's your crown chakra. Oh, it's an auric field. Oh, you're ascending. You're in 5D. I don't know. I don't have those answers. It doesn't even matter. All I'm saying is I see this purple energy and I've taken pictures of it around me and around people or myself changing color or distorted, whatever you want to say it is on camera, there's some sort of electrical interference but certain that's being studied scientifically now by scientists that I know. I'm not crazy, I know that, but I want to make sure that am I just having a hallucination? You know, what is this going on, right? I I want answers. I never told people about that for years. I told my contact group, but in my personal life, I would try to like tell one person, maybe like my, you know, a relative.
2: Well, and a it's a huge risk, you know. I mean, it and is. you don't realize how much of a risk it is sometimes, especially if you think you can count on this person to, you know, to share this stuff with until it's too late. And if it's exactly. any consolation, I'll just tell you right now, I'm insane. I don't see purple drops, so you're okay. I'm
4: just <laughs> well, yeah. once again, I'm an active New York City firefighter. I'm, I'm, if I come back to work Monday morning and say, oh, how was your weekend, Raz? Oh, it was great, man. I see this purple energy running me. What? Yeah. I mean, hey, man. We're not evolved enough. <laughs> yeah. you know, like I get where I do. I'm working with guys in confinement for 35 years, yeah. including my dad. My dad was a New York City firefighter for 33 years. And my uncle for 27. I'm wow. a third-generation are coming out with this. I mean, I have deep family roots embedded in this to, yeah. to say that yeah. people question my credibility. I go, listen, you think whatever you want, man. Yeah. Why would I come out with this and say this? Right. This is nuts. Because being third generation, it? that's even more social risk, really, that you're taking. My family knows everybody in the FDNY. They all know me and they all know that I've come out publicly. The great part is they've been supportive. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know, though, and I didn't trust that in 2012. I said, I'm just not, I'm not quite there yet. I wasn't at that. that breaking point quite yet for whatever reason, and I, I accepted that. I just secretly, you know, maybe I talked to, like, one person at work, maybe one relative, and the feedback I would be getting was, oh, no, 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 don't go there. Well, like I said, when you lose things, you t- to me at least, I would further explore, further push the envelope, further go there. So I I (laughs) go back and I meet Robert Hanson. Now I hadn't seen him in two years. Hmm. I go back to him and I figured this guy's seen 2000 people a month for readings. He's not going to remember Andrew Raz for 10 minutes. (laughs) I mean, that's just right. Like, come on. The guy's going to sit with me for 90 minutes. I can record it as well. So I'll know if he's BSing me from last time. Right. Right. All these things. When you call, you call up, you leave your first name. That's it. That's it. No credit card. No, no, no BS. Right. You call Less them, information, no, no, no. the better because that's you got um, you know.
2: to show them they're if you credible.
4: Get bread yeah. And someone's asking for your credit card info. They're not a real medium, bro. No, Find no, it somebody no. else. That's my yeah. experience. That's all yeah. I could say. You want a real medium? Find an underground one. <laughs> yeah, right. One that's not all well the social media and posting, and it's not about that, man. It's right. about the healing process. collar yeah. in the pocket. So I go to see him. I still have a recorded. It was unbelievable. Now, he didn't know what I did for a living. And he told me something. And he told me that there was a firefighter that came through I'm not related to. But he described how he died, the aftermath, the whole nine. And I'm like, whoa. I mean, that's unbelievable. The description, I mean, down to the detail. So intimate and personal. And then we went further. You know, he he read many more things about my family. You know, like a relative of mine. He said that when you're a grandma, the one that's very close to me. I mean, they're all close to us. They're right here, all of them. Mm -hmm. But my grandmother Joan, who I call my angel, he said when Joan died, he goes, your cousin on the other side of the family works in the funeral industry because I'm seeing a gold shovel that is 100% accurate. My cousin who lives somewhere else is in the industry after my grandmother died, made a phone call to the funeral home where my grandmother was buried to make sure she was taken care of. Now, our families weren't on speaking terms, nothing like that, you know? Unbelievable, things I heard that are very personal, that it, it's, I found out reasons why people died or took their own lives that I knew close to me, and it made sense finally. When all these years I was questioning, why did my cousin do this, or, or this, or that, or these things, that for me, I knew this guy was real. At the end of the reading, though, he looks at me and he goes, You have this gift. And I go, What? He goes, You have this ability. You can do what I'm doing. I go, dude, I'm a New York City fly fan. I'm not a psychic. I go, (laughs) I meditate into like UFOs and stuff, but psychic, he goes, I train people every Saturday. Now you go there for three hours. It's twenty five dollars.
3: Wow. That is
4: unbelievable. For Not a real, legit, long-term medium right. to charge twenty five dollars for three bucks. hours unheard of. Yeah,
1: it is very it, unheard of. It, it's the power oh, on his building.
4: That's it. You know the guy wow. is amazing. I mean, I've never well, I've never heard of a medium doing groups with a training. It's like heaven to me for that low in me. amount. Yeah, to me, when I got healed, he healed me. I knew my grandmother was at peace.
0: To me, I had no
4: more questions about the way she died, how she died with cancer and all these awful things. I just wanted to give that back to someone. I said, Mm -hmm. okay, this guy saying that I can do this for people. I want to see it. I don't believe it, though. And I went next Saturday to his group, which the first one's free. If you like it, great. Stay. If not, it's fine, too. You don't have to come back. So I went, and I met random people I never met before off the street like that, sat face-to-face with them. and He would say, what do you see around them? Just... We meditate for five minutes, and then we say what we see. And I would say what I was seeing, like for instance, oh, I'm seeing a tree with a rope hanging, or I'm seeing a car driving down the block backwards, someone shot out of the back window. That's not a thing. (laughs) It's not your everyday, oh, do you know, Mary, that died of cancer. Everyone does, come on, get real. So very specific detailed things Mm -hmm. that I was seeing around people that I don't know these people, I'm not paying them, they're not paying me. And I go back to my firehouse job and I live my life, But these people that I'm meeting in the rooms are saying, Andrew, I don't know how you know that. I said, I don't know that. I'm tapping into something. I'm not quite sure how. I think it's through meditation. That's what I think. Uh, Higher consciousness, very basically, I think it's through meditation. You open up more and more, and then you could be fully aware of what's right here in front of our faces. The UFOs and the aliens, we don't have to go to space. Like Robert Bigelow said, They're right here. They're right under They are. Yeah. They are. And people don't even pay attention to that. <laughs> but people in this room are getting it. So over the years, I started communicating more and more about this. You know, I'm with people in the rooms though. I'm not going outside of the meditation or my contact group in Albany. I'm just keeping it very low. No Facebook, nothing like that. I'm awful all that. No pictures. I don't I don't want my face on camera with this stuff. Well, like anything, I think when you have more and more experiences, when you see things, when you witness things, when people around you get sick, when people die, to me, this shifts internally. And I started having more and more people around me that were getting sick or experiencing life things that sometimes I would see an illness in them. I don't get a message from a being or a relative saying, oh, my, my sister you know, needs her spleen removed. That's not how it works for me. What happens is I will see a dot or a circle on the body, and I'll say, what's wrong with your hip or, or your neck or your eye? Or, Oh, nothing. And I'll say, well, just go to the doctor just to make sure. And I've had people not, and then they got diagnosed with horrific illnesses and almost died repeatedly over and over and over because they just didn't go to the doctor. It's not about me. If you're not listening to your own body, there's nothing I can do, man. If you're in pain, go get it checked out. It's really common sense. But sometimes somebody has an odd thing hidden in them, maybe that they can't see like a growth or whatever. And I've seen that with people who are spot on their lung. And my buddy, Frankie, I said, hey man, what's up with your lung, man? He goes, nothing, I'm fine. He goes, I went to the doctor a couple weeks ago and they said I had a growth, but it's fine. I said, go back. <laughs> <laughs> and that's his story in the business. But I'll just leave it at that. If you don't want to hear what I'm saying, well, then, one, don't waste my time because I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to bother anyone with this. I never ever go up to someone and say, hey, you're, you know, your sister Teresa is telling me this and you got to do this. <laughs> no, no, no. You got to learn etiquette. There's an etiquette with this. Oh, you do. But these these psychic frauds out there that come out a and say, they run randomly on the street, nonsense. Give, give nonsense. us all a bad name. But it's obvious
2: that, you know, in your heart, it's really about the message and nothing else. And that's why you have this clarity that you have. Add to that your skepticism about the whole thing where you really need that kind of proof. But I think the reason that you can just, uh, you know, snap this kind of thing on, even though, you know, the least one who expects it is you is because you're conscientious that it's about a message. Mm-hmm. You know, and the message is more important than how you look delivering it or, you yes. know, your name for doing so or this or that. Like we uh, sometimes too often see with, like you say, not so good psychics, but the real good ones are always about the message. And that's I think part of the reason why they have such a wonderful clarity is because, you know, you're doing the universe a favor by yes. passing this information on and being in, you know, um, you, you're treating these messages with dignity. You know, you're not telling everybody else what the message is because it's nobody else's business to know. And, you know, there's a beautiful talent in that too.
4: Yeah, and that's that's where, you know, with things that get portrayed on TV, uh, how they portray them, you know, maybe a psychic going up to somebody randomly or saying something, that is completely disrespectful. Someone might be grieving the loss of them mom with a sister and they're not ready to hear a message. I People say, oh, you, you need a website, you need to promote. I said, no, find me. Yeah. If you know me, we'll get out and then the people will come to me, which they do. Mm-hmm. And then when they're ready, I can help them or I meet them in a circle like at Robert Hanson's or my contact group, but they, I don't advertise. That's, no, that's not what it's about. I was happy making a lot of money firefighter. I'm like, I have a job, I'm good. I don't need to charge for this. If I that goes that route, that I become a full-time medium, and it's a business, I'll address that when it is. But at the moment, I didn't need to charge or do that, so I didn't. You also deal with a lot of people that want free readings every day Oh, yeah. that maybe all, you know, well, you know, yeah. you deal with that, of course. When people know you have a gift. Oh, they'll be all over you. Oh, I want a reading. Oh, okay. Well, it's every day. Well, it's every day. You're going to have to charge me because now that's my time. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? A free reading. Your oh, time's going to be worth problem. something. Yeah. yeah. you're you're putting me on your payroll but you're not paying me
2: I I did have about seven years where I was really tuned in with that and I had to give it up eventually because I have some physical pain that this emotional kind of empathy bled into and I kind of had to let it go but my biggest frustration I think because I was like you very conscientious about the message it's really about the message more than anything else With integrity, you know, with privacy, uh, you know, honor secrets, things of that nature, is that when people came to me, they would (coughs) be asking the wrong questions, you know, it's always about the wrong questions, or they want to see somebody specific, that it might not really be in their best interest or their path forward to see. And then they would say, well, if it's not my mom, I don't care what you have." <laughs> and it's like, well, maybe you're yeah. not asking the right questions, you know. They seem to know more about what's better for you than you might, you know, and you just have to kind of assume that. Yeah. So I, yes, I I get it from from your perspective. It, it makes full sense to me oh,
3: yeah. and Timmy,
4: too, because Timmy's sensitive also.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: But, yeah. so you know, so I've had sense. it. I've had that happen, too, where I've... Um, Red people, and they're like, "No, no, no! I don't want to talk to my Aunt Mary. I want to talk to my sister, to you know, whatever, mom, and mom or whatever." And I go, "Whoa! I'm not making a call right now." <laughs> it <doesn't> work <laughs> don't work that, that way. That. Mom on demand? Come <laughs> on, man. The, the spirit world. Sometimes it's a neighbor. Yeah. Maybe you knew a neighbor, or maybe your neighbor's baby is coming through, and since you're the vessel, yeah. This happened in the reading. Yeah. For some reason, I met this girl i went on a, a lunch date with her and then i went to robert hansen's after this fireman came through that died tragically i go why why is he i know i'm a fireman of course he's coming here i'm a fireman why is this guy giving me this message i see the girl the next day i go yeah i had this wild experience at roberts this fireman came through i said his he name she her. goes that was my best friend
1: yeah. yep. yep so There's connection
4: there the message needed to be delivered because the girl was open. But I, if I kept it in my own ego and my own self of what's in this for me, I wouldn't have given that message. I would have said, no, no, next, give me another guy. You know, I, I don't want to talk to him. Who's he? That's not what it's about. We're all in this, I feel, ultimately together.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And uh, unless unless we realize that and live like that, we're never going to get to where we need to go we're going to keep fighting in ufology whatever that word even means um you know and we're going to be laughed at like we are in the media with this it's a joke yeah. i get it i get it well you know but, look I, I,
2: the people that that will uh your message will resonate with or your work will resonate with will get it and that's all that really matters <laughs> because you know there's a lot of meant to be in, in all of these things that you've experienced and that you've passed on for the benefit of others, you know? And I, I think you sense that now, you know, by my, my first I don't know about you, Tim, my first experience with uh, death was the uh, loss of my best friend, but um, it was like a week before my 21st birthday and he wow. came, came to me at the moment of his death and that changed my whole, wow. you know, almost 40 years ago, that, you know, this year, uh, this July, four years. I don't change, changed everything, but to lose somebody at age five and to lose somebody at age nine, that were 13, that were best friends, unimaginable for me. How about you, Tim?
1: Uh, I couldn't imagine uh, having something happen that repetitively, you know, throughout your childhood
4: and your life. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's, you know, when you're a young kid in the 1980s, you know, how do you deal with trauma? Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, parents did the best they could. They were working full-time, both of them. Uh, you know, I had a brother, uh, I have an older brother who's an experiencer. We I have news for the world. We're all experiencers, but we all have a path. And I'm not gonna deny anyone to that, but I feel we all experience something. Right. That's to be determined. It's whether you wanna pay attention to it or not. I can only say from personal experience, my whole family, we'll get into this in a minute, is experiencing the phenomena hardcore no doubt about it most of them do not want to go on publicly or speak like this about it i respect that because they have lives careers families and it wouldn't be appropriate to do that and i will always respect someone's privacy man i've spoken to many people privately about this and they say please don't let this out just keep it here Mm. i get it man i'm at that point where i'll take the heat bring it on man whatever it is man this message has to get out There is a a, a shift. There is an ascension going on. No doubt about it. Um, The more trauma that I experienced wasn't over in my teens. It never ended. It was always one after the other, people dying and life happening. Why, 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 why? What's going on? And then around 2017, I spent about, oh, geez, almost like a year to myself. Like right around there, it was just me i needed to go through some things alone that's just where i was at spiritually and i moved to coney island brooklyn and i sat on the beach at night and i questioned everything i had ever known even even with knowing all i knew already i really i said okay now i am gonna project out and i want you to show yourself now Mm -hmm. i never did that before like that and all of a sudden things start appearing So I'm taking pictures, videos, right? Not showing them to anyone. Just, okay, let's try a test. Let's try again tonight. And then night after night after night after night. And um, I'd share with my brother. He would come over, experiences with me. uh, Some other experiences I know would see this too. And then I connected with uh, this amazing, amazing lady, Maureen Steberg, who's written some amazing, best-selling books. She's an author, she writes for Psychology Today. She's written books about synesthesia. Um, you guys might have heard that term, synesthesia. Oh, yeah, my,
2: my wife wants that. And so do I, actually. You know, if we could, if we could contract it somehow, we would love Yes, it.
4: you can. You can activate it. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, <laughs> so I didn't know that Jimmy, uh, Jimi Hendrix, the song Purple Haze, is about his synesthesia. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So me, right, I told you guys I'm seeing this purple light. Right? What is this? When I meditate, my third eye opens, I see it every day. What's going on? I met Maureen Seberg, and she helped me to understand a little bit more about synesthesia and other colors that I see at times and their heightened sensitivity. And um, it started putting more of the pieces together. And Maureen Seberg, of, of course, she's an experiencer <laughs> and she's written publicly about this. So these gifts, these angels, I call them, you want to call them an angel. An angel is a messenger. You know, you just look up the Greek word of angel. It's a messenger. That's all it is. It doesn't yeah. have to be a fairy floating around. Another beautiful message messenger to connect me to and give me a deeper understanding with this phenomena. I'm sending her hundreds of photos <laughs> daily. I mean, literally, whoa, whoa, whoa. she was Andrew. You need to put this online. Put it on a page. Just get a Facebook page. It's free. It's I'm like, all right. Well, uh. still I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I'm a fireman. Like if I get a page, it's going guys are going to see it. And it's going to go viral, and you know, even it'll go viral in the FDNY. Oh my God, what if they know the truth? <laughs> so I had to do some soul searching, and then I saw Emery Smith come out publicly. Mm-hmm. And i would known him from back in the day, and he helped me a lot. And whether his story is not or is, or whatever you want to call it, that's not for me to determine. That's for the expert ufologist on Facebook to figure out. Right. I know he helped me, and the fact that he had the guts to come out and say whatever it is. And take the heat that comes with it. Yeah, a lot, of,
2: a lot of personal risk to him. A lot. Oh, and, and, it's very sad to see, and yeah, Corey Good and Emery Smith both, you know, I think. And, I,
4: and yeah, I. something I, to
2: be said about that.
4: Yeah, and what you, it's it, so once again, fair. you want to make that your reality or do you not? If you choose not to, then you're going to say it's just a lie. If you choose to say, I like this a little bit better for me, when I hear a story of something bizarre or Corey Good or whoever out there, People I don't know, I take that and I just put it on the back burner until I get more info. And then I'll say, I'll let you know. I don't know enough at this point. I don't know that person personally. Uh, I prefer to be face-to-face with them and read them. And then I'll tell you right away what I think. But I, until I have that interaction, I can't tell you. I just say, well, it's a story. It sounds this, but I know other people that I've met that have lived it. I say that's real. But coming out, that's a whole nother world. Yeah. And Emery did that and something just clicked to me. And I said, it's time. So I did the page, and I have over 1,000 followers. Wow. You know, the people came out, and I called it. And Maureen said, why don't you call it you know, High Strangeness in Brooklyn? I go, all right, thanks, Maureen. Cool. cool. I would not have done that without her assistance at that moment. Maybe in the future. I don't know. But I said, all right, she's got my back. She's been through this. It. She's dealt with skeptics and this nonsense. Let's go. Once again, the messages are right here around us. You either pay attention to them or you hide behind your computer and you just stay like that. That's fine. That's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. I came out and did this (laughs) well. I did that. And then I saw this wonderful guy named Michael Harrell who has a Facebook page and he interviews people. He interviewed Ray Hernandez one day. So I reach out to Michael. I go, hey, great interview with Ray, man. I'd love to talk to you sometime. I'm not quite sure what's going on with me, but... I don't know, maybe you could give some input or what. He goes, All right, let's, let's talk. He goes, Yeah, let's have you on the show, whatever, and we'll just talk. So we start talking. And a few minutes into it, he goes, Andrew. I go, What? He goes, You're turning blue. I go, Excuse me? He goes, You're turning blue. I go, What? I'm not. I look at my skin. I go, I'm not blue. What background. are you talking about? He goes, Look, green. I, I look. Sure enough, I start literally just my skin, my face, my skin. I would hold my arms up. It was changing color, lighter blue to darker blue to almost black. I go, all right, man, there's got to be something wrong with my computer. You know, like maybe it's a brand new Apple, of course. And (laughs) I go, I don't know. Is there a setting I can check? Or He goes, Andrew, why don't we tap into this? I go, okay. Now, I was talking about the phenomena, and I was talking about healings. And this color started, whatever you want to call it. This color on screen, I guess I'm changing color to blue and darker. I just rolled with it. I just kept saying more of my story and just kept going with it. He walked me through, I guess he's met other experiences or other people that have had weird things happen. I had never seen myself changing color on video. Uh, Not at all. So I'm just rolling with it. And after that, I do a Skype interview the next day with somebody else who as well, Same thing. this happens again. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. So I go buy a new computer. <laughs> Same thing, yeah. Of course. I, ha- I have to make sure. I have to make sure that my $2,000 Apple might be defective, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let's bring it back. I bring it back, and people are like, oh, change your settings. I go, no, no, no. I'm getting a new computer. That's it. And then we'll know. So I go to Costco, return it, get a new one, bring it back. Mary Rodwell, who I've heard of right? I don't know her personally at the moment. She sees the interview with Michael Harrell. He posted, okay? Of course, you're getting the people. You're lying. You're a fraud. You're a scam artist. Once again, not directly messaging me or asking me one question about what do you do for a living? Who are you? What's going on? No investigation. Just you're lying. So I'm like, oh my God, man. This is whack, dude. Should we post this or not? Well, Mary Rodwell comments, Andrew, please contact me. I contact her. She's like, I think you're activating your DNA. I'm like, okay. So we have a little Skype, and I go, So, wh- like, what do you think? She goes, Well, I'd like to do a, regre- like a regression on you, or, you know, you'll be fully alert. You know, you'll know what's going on, but let's do a regression and see where it goes. I did not want to do a regression with anyone. I said, No way. I'm not doing that nonsense. That's all fantasy. I don't want to go there. I'm. I was very 3D with things. Like, I see a craft, show it now, so the world can see it. I don't wanna see it in a lucid dream. That's, to me, that wasn't proof. So a regression, I was like, all right, well, this lady, Mary Rodwell, who's very, very good at Yeah, she's really good at it. me To do a regression for nothing, mm-hmm. for nothing. She goes, I'd like to study you. Would you mind doing a regression? I go, all right, I'll bite the bullet. I'll do it, right? So. I let her do it, and she does her thing, and she goes, Andrew, during the entire regression, you were changing color to blue. That's impossible. I said, okay, what do I do now? (laughs) Because I can't, uh, what do I do with this? I'm turning blue. So what? She goes, you got to find a geneticist. I go, what? A geneticist? I go, if I go into New York City and use my fire department insurance and find a geneticist and tell him I'm changing blue, he's going to put me in a psych ward. And I'll be you know, working at headquarters the rest of my career. I'll never work on a firehouse again if they don't fire me. So I'm like, oh my God, I don't know any geneticists. Well, yes I do, through once again, some amazing people that I met on this journey. I indirectly knew Dr. Gary Nolan and some highly credible people uh, that he knows I know, and they know I'm not lying, and this is not fake, and it's not BS, so I reached out to Dr. Gary Nolan And I sent him
1: the photos. we got to take a break, guys. You're listening to WCET-FM, Late Night in the Midlands, on the Supernatural Realm Radio Show. We'll be right back right after this.
0: You're listening to WCET.FM, talk radio like no other. is for the people, by the people. No shady backroom deals here. We expose the truth no matter who it leads to. We are an independent media who holds no one above the truth and have no alliances and no agenda. However, we do ask that you donate and we also offer subscriptions to help support our work and keep LNM on the air. We are not mainstream media that is owned and controlled by the New World Order. We are not alternative media that has been infiltrated with paid agents in wild fantasy. No, no. We are a free-thinking, free-speaking, tell-it-like-it-is independent media that just happens to cover everything but not fall for anything. The best guest, the best information, late-night in the Midlands. Independent media exposing the truth one show at a time. What is the supernatural realm exactly?
2: Why do people have paranormal or mystical experiences? Is there some science behind it they're not looking at? Why do some people have negative encounters and others don't? What are the best methods to use and is there some no truth to them? We'll ask these questions on the hit radio show Supernatural Realm with Tim Roxbury, Tuesdays and Thursdays from seven to nine p.m. Eastern, with your co-host Chip Ball Supernatural Realm, Tuesdays and Thursdays, seven to nine Eastern, leading into Michael Vera's Late Night in the Midlands at nine, right here on WCETFM, because that's where the action is. Some people
3: call me the no space cowboy. Some call me the Gangster of Love Some people call me Maurice
2: <laughs> Oh, there he is.
3: For the of
2: Love People talk about me, baby
1: <laughs> And we're back.
2: Okay.
1: I had to cut Where you guys we- off to take a break, but...
2: Oh, we had to. Okay, so we were off for a little while.
3: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> All right. He he found a geneticist, by the way. He did. Uh, yeah, cool. did Gary Nolan. Have you know? The, uh, we've been the believers for a long time, and none of these people answer our calls. You
3: know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm jealous with that. All uh, right. Uh, yeah. I was asking him yeah. quickly because uh, you know, and I'm getting selfish for a moment because That's of the, the things no. that my wife and, he, and and I have been experiencing it Uh, i will call them light beings okay Mm Yes. look and and on on paranormal excursions we see orbs from time to time most often though in photographs after the fact you know (laughs) but these things are bigger Yeah. and but there's this feeling that you get from them or at least that we get from them that is something the kind of i don't know bliss i guess that you would only Expect to experience after you're dead, you know this this just, uh, just a absolute overwhelming sense of peace, love, bliss, you know, and that's kind of a new thing for us. Um, and because you have been in situations uh, both uh, as a, a firefighter and out. Uh, Outside of work, where you have had encounters with uh, spirit, uh, either earthbound or crossed over both, and some extraterrestrial encounters or contactee experiences. I guess the question is, it's weird that I'm seeing these orbs and recognizing that they're not spirit after all the years that I've had to do with them. Yeah. And I I was just... uh, uh asking your insight about that. Because you know, yeah. part of us feel we're losing our minds a little bit here because right. it wasn't yeah. seemingly our path. And-
4: right. Um I, I I know that um there were windows. I feel I feel that there are windows when you see these orbs in the sky or an inch in front of your face. Is there's, there's a message, there's something to it. It's not an accident. And it could be something very obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Usually it's very personal, you know, it's not just, oh, light just keeps flying by, but it's something uh, I always look at the health thing. That's a big thing. I will communicate directly with it. What is the message? What's going on? Ask it, speak to it. The spirits, I cannot ask a question. But I can get a, I can get acknowledgement validations from the ETs. I know that with spirit, they're here. I have no control over who or what they want to say. I can't say no, no, no. I don't want to know that. Tell me this. I just, I just can't. I don't have that ability. I don't really don't think anyone does. Right. People that claim it, are skeptical can about that. I say is
2: that my guides, my spirit guides, were extremely yeah. excited about this. Yes, like this is yeah. better than what we yes. even expected to happen. Mm. So there's exactly. The- Something with divinity involved in this.
4: Yes. And, and and as we go on further down the path in the rabbit hole, um, you know, these things, these beautiful things will appear to us if we want. If we keep saying, no, that's nonsense. I need nuts and bolts proof. Look at where that got us. Mm-hmm. It's all about consciousness, right? this whole field. And if you're not going to incorporate that in, consciousness is everything. Ben Rich said it. You got to understand consciousness. It's the key to the phenomena. Forget mm-hmm. about finding the crap hidden in these black projects, who cares? If you understand the phenomena, you -hmm. don't need the materials. you don't need the evidence because there's no way to prove it is or isn't anyway. There's always frauds. But when you realize that you are the portal You are. You don't need to go find a portal. People say to me, Andrew, I want to bring you to this hotspot. I want you to come here or there. I said, I don't need to go anywhere. Neither do you. Just go in your backyard. Just go stay in your house. Mm. It will come when your awareness is there. Yes. If you're in a hotspot, it might be more likely with a group of people. If I'm with a group of people here in my home, the energies might be off. But if you're in a good vibrational energy area, Mm. Yes. The probability is higher, but you don't need to go anywhere. I've heard of all shapes and sizes and backgrounds and ethnicities and capabilities and abilities of people having some beautiful experiences. So you're going to get some more messages. You're going to probably get downloads. If I see something like that or I notice it, if I can, I stop and just go into meditation, open my third eye, and something comes. And it's usually a direct message to someone or for someone. Can't always tell them. Like I said, I don't just say it. But it's more of an awareness for me to be aware of something. And if someone needs something, or they're not well, or their family, yes, I know I can go to them and tell them anything. But it's all about awareness. If you don't want to be aware of it, it's just the light in the sky. That's all it's ever going to be.
2: Yeah, uh, it's just a, it's kind of a new and different thing. All right, Timmy, I I had my selfish moment. Any selfish moments <laughs> with you, brother?
1: Uh, there's there's a word for that. I can't remember the word, but I don't know whether you're the The vessel, it's like the vessel, (laughs) it's another word for vessel, for these things to come through.
2: Oh, what's that? Kind of like a portal, I guess, or or a a vessel, or
4: something.
1: Yeah, there's a word I'm
2: looking for, but I can't think of it at the
1: moment.
4: I like this description, this is outstanding, I just heard this the other day. Like an old analog radio dial, going from one station to the next, right? Going from 96 FM? Eight FM and in between is that fuzz. The fuzz is the phenomena. And yes. when we go from ninety to ninety-eight, they give us glimpses, little glimpses. That static is them. Yeah. So I miss
2: white noise, you know. White noise was great back in the day. They don't you know, it's hard to find it anymore. You know used to be yeah. did on the TV set, you could switch to a station that was all white noise and, and all sorts of – or with a fan on at the same time, and you could see and hear things that you wouldn't normally see or hear that was much more interesting than a working channel. You
4: know. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting because when I used to follow around looking for the craft, right, where's the mothership, where's the orb, it kind of like sometimes would turn into a game with people. You know, like people think the beings are playing a game with us. And I think, from my experience, what it's shown me is the energy you give off to them. If I'm in a childish mode or a very loving mode, yeah, it's like a game is being played. But I am aware of that, where people will look at the phenomenon and go, oh, my God, these things are messing with me. I don't look at it like like that. I Mm -hmm. have a different view of my experience. That's not oh, the my so, so point
2: be, some unconditional love, you know. I mean if that's yeah. what you wear in your heart, you know, that's the kind of things you'll attract. And I think that's the kind of energy that seems to be coming uh, to to us yeah. because this mm-hmm. is a very loving house and, and we yes. we try to keep unconditional love in our hearts if we can, you know. Uh, we do the best we can with and it.
1: And I think I think they, they know that chip, you know. I wanted to ask Raz a question uh, do you Have you ever had any experiences at the firehouse with uh, firefighters? Oh, yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, uh, interestingly enough, you know, of course, there's things I can speak of and not, but I'll tell you this. So, um, very interestingly, I was at a fire, right? We're going into this building, and we're told to go into the fourth floor. Like, it's the top floor of the building. We're getting ready. They said, you know, get ready to go in, you five guys. are getting ready to go in, and... I heard a voice, I could see my grandmother, she's been dead for ages, say no,
3: Mm.
4: do not go in there. I never, ever, ever, ever had that happen before. Wow. I looked at the crew I was with, my fly ass, the guys I work with, and I go, hold on a second. And we were just ordered. you know, like a chief came by and said, guys, get ready, you're going in there. I go, he walked, he turned around, I go, wait. And they're like, what? The guys look at me, you don't, Disobey or not listen to a boss, you go in and do your job. This is the FDNY. You don't say no. He'll it's say like the military. you do what you got to do, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But under this circumstance, I said, just wait. I'm telling you, not even a minute later, I could see black smoke rolling, black and I was over. with a probe. It, it had an orange pumpkin patch on. I go, watch this. Boom! Mm-hmm. Fire blew out of every window in that floor. The background. So, the background. Yeah, we I was going to wow. ask you about that because the the movie.
2: You know, look, I mean, we see movies about paranormal all the time, and my goodness, they're so much more exaggerated than, you know, real life type of things. So it begs the question, and both of you guys have, you know, the, a hand in, in this kind of work. Is is it, is it real life backdrop as bad as they portrayed oh, it is? Yeah. Very oh, accurate, yeah. yes.
4: Very Oh, accurate. yeah, it's worse. You know, that's Hollywood. It, mm-hmm. When you, uh, you know, you're blank, you're buddhist to the fire you will never forget that feeling of when you feel like you're about to incinerate and with being a fireman, we use our senses. You know, you go, by the feel my ears burning. If I feel my ears burning, it's time to get out. If I can't feel my ears, if I'm fully encapsulated, how do I know I'm about to go on fire? So you got to use your senses, which is when people question my ability or my discernment with these crafts, I would say that being in the military and then being a firefighter, I have an idea of being a regular person of how to Use my senses. I'm trained to use them, and I'm trained to treat people. I'm trained in first aid and to assess people's mental statuses. And when people are injured, we do medical work. We, you know, like we do the EMS work. So I deal with people every day that are not well, and we get paid to do that. So when people want credibility or questioning it, once again, I say, why would I come out with this if 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 I'm not experiencing this? This right. is
2: real. Okay, and
4: it's, uh... and in the
2: part, yeah will so, uh, feed on Tim Tim's question just yeah. for uh, uh, for a, a moment yeah, yeah. Uh, in almost a tabloidy sense uh, yes you uh more than likely have been around people that you have lost in a fire situation uh do do you see the spirits of those kinds of people
4: yes uh, I was just gonna get to that so at the firehouse actually on um, <laughs> This, this is just very interesting. Um, I was going through a tough time. People in my family, they were just not well around me. And I heard a voice on my head say, turn around. I turned around and there were four about approximately, I didn't measure them. I didn't get and say, hey, let me measure your height. But I looked and I could say, they were about eight foot tall, white glowing beings, like a figure, four of them, four. It was pitch black in the room. No light, on, nothing. I could see them glowing. And I was like, wait, wait, oh, no, I got to be imagining this. Of course, no, there were no witnesses. If that was shown to 15 guys in a firehouse, we would have a problem. Okay, you know what I mean? That's not for everyone. Yeah. But at a point in my evolution and my life that I was ready to see this, I saw them. I saw them glowing. So what did I do? I got up and I walked through them because I didn't believe it. I got up and I walked through them and I could feel something going on. I don't know what, but something, I'm like, what? I walk into the bathroom, There was a haze, like people would describe as Zendra. Mm-hmm. I, a steam or a haze around me, like someone had a barbecue on with the hood open. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't hallucinating, I wasn't imagining this, I was fully alert, not a lucid dream, not in 5D reality, in mm-hmm. 3D, in 3D. I was, I walked through it, you know, I wasn't <laughs> meditating, I was walking through this. So I walk back out, right? I just use the, you know, the urinal. I get out, I walk right through it again. And then I look back, they're still there.
2: Wow.
4: I'm like, okay. The message I got, once again, they didn't have mouths. They were solid, white, glowing things. No lips, no mouths. They can't speak to me. If they had spoken to me, the other people around there would have heard this. (laughs) And that would have been a problem. (laughs) But they did not hear this. I saw them. And they said to me that they are what we would refer to as angels of the Old Testament. Now, once again, if you look at that, it's just a messenger. They were here to give a message. They also told me to contact another experiencer, which, how do I reach out to an experiencer and say, hey, <laughs> yeah, I saw these yeah, they, they, hey, <laughs> guys with no
3: mouths?
4: <laughs> they want me to get hold of you. <laughs> yeah, so that. Further connected me with, you might've heard the experience of Chris Bledsoe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in North Carolina. um, I know that we've encountered the same beings. 1000%. I have no doubt because of the information, photos, videos that we've exchanged. Uh, To me, I don't care what anyone says. I won't share them with anyone. That's between me and him. But I know they specifically showed me to contact him and explain what happened and then hearing about some of his experiences with four white glowing beings dragging him out of his house okay maybe there's something more to this that 3d reality can't explain so let's go further so it happens again the next night i'm at the Foy house again it happens again and then i'm like okay this is once again. This can't be real, right? It's, I'm still doubting it. I'm still not sold. Well, we run up on September 11th, and I. It's the middle of the night. It's 4 a.m. on 9/11. Like a couple oh. of years ago, not the real, not 2001. This is an anniversary. a okay. couple years ago. Okay, I. I get a download. I get a feeling, and it says, "Look, look straight ahead," and I'm in a room, and there's a brown sheet like a like a pillowcase like over the glass it just happened to be to block some of the light coming out it was four in the morning well you know it wasn't sunny out or whatever still pitch black um but i had light blocking out of the room i was in so I, i look i look through this this brown thing and i'm like what the heck is that and i see two grays in the firehouse. now once again i have a camera so I take photos, and I take a 12-minute video of this. I have sent this out. I have sent it to filmmakers, people in Hollywood, all over. They said to me, this is not a fake. It's not a fraud. I don't know how you did this. I said they didn't do anything. I even moved the, the, the brown sheet. And I go, look, wow. there's nothing there now. When I put it, I see the grays. I've heard a term people have told me from the Bible called scrying. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They said I was basically scrying with A brown sheet through the light. Instead of using a crystal, somehow these beings appeared. And they told me, once again, I connect when I see things because I know there's something to this. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: I filmed them. I took pictures. I also, yes, about a coworker that passed on, I have a photo and a video of a coworker, very close, that crossed line of duty, unfortunately. I have a video and picture of him. I haven't shared it with anyone, and I'm not going to because that's personal stuff and it's un- inappropriate to someone's family. Yeah. But yes, they were all around. I have multiple photos of multiple different people that have crossed at whatever points I was able to get pictures and videos of them. And forget about that, psychically, just see them and connect with them. Yes, that too. They told me, the message was, we are here. We have always been here. And we're keeping an eye on you guys. We're keeping an eye on the firehouse. Not that they cool. can prevent the next 9-11 or disaster, that's insane if you think you can. If you're yeah, no, a remote no. and you're a psychic and you can see future events, why aren't you stopping bombings all over the world then? Stop doing well, you I mean, doing there, there
2: are life lessons crazy. that we have to go through, even if, if for people that can see futures know that, you know. That's what yes. I learned from my mediumship. Date. But when you saw, you mentioned that you saw somebody that you knew Yes, that had passed as opposed yep. to these uh, messengers or angels. if yes. you Yes. Did you get a different energy from the spirit than well, you would? Be?
4: What was amazing was I took a video and picture and they were all in it. Oh, and once again, they were telling me there's no separation with us. This phenomena, this image of a gray or a blue or a green or a yellow, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. or a soul, which I can identify with 100%. I know that person. I know them. I know their face. They don't look like they did because they're in spirit form, Mm -hmm. so they come back energetically. Sometimes there's a projection involved where they can show you an image slightly of what they might look like, you know, uh, a picture, but the actual person in 3D reality, like we knew them, you're not going to see that again. They they don't exist in this form anymore. Mm -hmm. They're showing me, at least the message I got, between that and then photographing my dog with the gray on the beach one night is that all of them are together wherever that is. I don't mm-hmm. care if you want to call it heaven, hell, the next phase, 5D, 11D, whatever it is. They're coming through when you turn the radio dial. They're giving us glimpses. That's mm-hmm. my understanding of it. the energy. No, I, I, I think there's different vibrations and you could connect with higher ascended beings or masters or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. But this, I was seeing the extraterrestrial and the soul. At that point, they were just coming together together with me. It was the well, same thing. I've, I've heard lots but, of
2: stories from experiencers that talk about uh, some uh, non-terrestrial entities that uh, did time travel before they should have and kind of wrecked their system and ended up so far ahead of their own natural Uh, time that they had to reincarnate several times over in order to finally match that time where the technology caught up where they could kind of go back where they came from. So I've heard a lot from experiencers or contactees about not just having non-terrestrial contact, but having contact with spirits Mm. of non-terrestrials that had passed, you know. So I could personally see how it would all
4: blend together because... It's, yeah, uh, kind of a beautiful world. So I'm I'm telling right, I'm telling people uh, through social media, some friends at the firehouse. I still was worried about this firehouse thing because I don't want to show up to work one night and the chief department's there, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're seeing what in the firehouse, man? Come on. Like this is too far now. Like, are you okay? Yeah. I have to remember I'm still working for the three D F FTNY not the five D. Okay. Right. So yeah. I see new, it's funny.
2: See, Timmy laughs so
4: hard because he's a He gets it. See? No, he's not in the Firehouse. You know how it is, man. You can't go in and say that. But when I came out publicly, all oh, this spread like wildfire. Oh, Everyone yeah. knew. And eventually, we, we, we fast forward a little to now guys and their wives are coming to me for readings, guys in the Firehouse. Nice. Uh, and they're like, I don't know how you knew that about my wife's family in Mexico or wherever that I've never met or known about. Once again, There's no way, there's just, I don't care. I'm like, yeah, I sit home at night and I read the obituaries and I hang outside funeral homes. What are you kidding me? (laughs) No, I have a life, I have a great life. So I come out and I meet Mary Rodwell. I fly to Australia in March. I spend a month here. I meet Mary. And then we had one mutual friend on, uh, we had this mutual friend on Facebook, this girl Jess that lived in Melbourne, which is a little bit away from Mary. Me and Jess, our mutual friend, was the only one person. It was Mary, so somehow she just reached out to me on Facebook. Said, "Hey, what's up?" I said, "Actually, I'm coming to Australia uh, from March. You want to meet up? You know, I I see you're a psychic, you're an intuitive, social worker. I, that's interesting. I'd like to talk. Well, immediate connection, just awesome. We come here. As soon as we meet, we're outside here in Australia." That morning, I was at Mary Rodwell's house. We had a session for hours, talking about life and everything. She goes, "Andrew, why did you come here?" I go, "Well, I wanted to find out more." She goes, "No, no, no. There's something more to this." I go, "Okay, tell me." She goes, "You're a father." I go, "What? I'm not a father. I don't have any kids. None. At least I don't know about them." You got news for me? She goes, that would scare me. Yeah. I'm like, "What are you talking?" About? She goes, "You have children on the craft." I go, "What?" Nah, 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 nah. I go, okay, I'm not saying no, but I'm not saying yes, because where are they? I want to see them then. Show me them now. You know, or ASAP, she goes, you're going to meet them, okay? They're going to reveal themselves. They're going to show themselves to you. You're going to meet their mother, and it's going to make sense. I'm like, I trust Mary. I said, well, we'll stay. We'll keep the one in the back burner once again. I leave. I drive to the airport. I pick this girl, Jessa. We go out we're in byron bay australia gorgeous sitting outside and once again you know i know that the phenomena can come to antennas instantly the skeptics and doubters good luck never gonna happen but the antennas and the lovers and the believers of course will come no problem if you come at love you'll attract love mm-hmm. if you bring hate this isn't you're gonna attract Tra- that too good mm-hmm. luck we're outside me and this girl same vibrations, same energy the craft come i start taking pictures videos we start to look at the circles in the sky, the orbs. There are small faces in them, AB faces. I'm skeptical though. I'm like, all right. So I look at her and I go, wait, they're telling me that you are the mother of these hybrid children and I'm the father. That's what I'm getting. Don't <laughs> say that's the back though.
2: First date if I ever, <laughs> first night we
4: met, <laughs> first night. <laughs> so she goes, yeah, I'm getting kind the same thing. I go, okay, oh. she, she, she goes inside. She goes inside to a back room. I'm outside alone, I'm on camera. I go, okay, if this is really happening, I'm the father, she's the mother. I want you to move the craft to the other side of the house. And when mommy comes out of the bathroom, I want you to be outside the window. I'm on film. I walk in, I go to the back room, open the curtain. She comes out. I go, just hang out right here for a second, bang. The craft appears, stays there all night till the sun comes up in the morning. And it was there every night. And then I come back to New York. She's in Australia. We'd be able to contact. We'd be on the phone, Skype, whatever. We would see the same craft. I'd be in New York. She'd be in Australia. We would see the same craft at the same time while we were on the phone together taking photos of them. I have no explanation for that. That is the next he?
2: level, amazing. I have a daughter now. I think she's uh, in her late twenties, and that, honey, can you get me a soda? It's like, screw you, dad. Get it yourself. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so at least as a father, you have them t- taking the craft all over the place for mom. You know, so there's that's more beautiful than you can imagine.
4: <laughs> and 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 so, this is all coming out now, it's out, it's out, right? So I come back home, and then all of a sudden. Uh, next thing you know, I get a message from an editor from the New York Post saying, yeah, we're printing an article tomorrow about you. Uh, we'd like a comment. I'm like, uh, wait, what? She's like, I said, well, what are you printing? About? What are you talking about? Well, I've seen your stuff online. I want to comment. I said, you want me to give you a one-line comment about an article that I don't even know what you're putting in there? I go, absolutely not. So I call my buddy Ray Hernandez, who's an attorney. I said, great. what's going on he goes you know well let's just see what they say but say nothing i said okay i'm good with that man so i called her i said i have no comment don't print that article you know just leave that alone because i don't even know what you're printing you know and i said and you don't you've done all this research all this time you spent on me you don't even want to sit down with me or have a skype call and talk to me for a little bit i think that's bad journalism personally but whatever and she was like Okay. she writes back and says, well, I talked to my editors and we feel that we want to give you the chance to speak for yourself now. Oh, that's nice. I said, no comment. Bye. Because <laughs> that's just how I felt. I felt, whoa, you know, I work for the city. You know, I'm saying some stuff that's out there. Oh, this is a horror show now. Oh my God. What's going to be out there? They're going to have me turning blue in the paper. Well, yeah, the New
2: York Post, no less. Yeah, yeah, York.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah, hope. of course. Uh, page six, page six of the Sunday edition, July you know 27th or whatever of course it came out july 21st um so i call half now i have to call the fDMY to their press test and explain to them what's going on now it's all out so i have to tell the guy that like, i see angels and entities and, and they were just like okay no you know like not saying anything bad this is your personal life this isn't about you know you being a firefighter and infecting you negatively if anything it's positive so actually we the article and we'll, timmy
2: sent it to me you know So timmy and i were talking about it before we got a hold of you and and for considering look and we i used to read the post in the daily news every morning when i worked at this little market in albany you know you could find out what's really yes. going on in new york city but for to see an article that is really kind of progressive for that particular <laughs> paper and really complimentary, uh, yes uh, for lack of any other word especially considering the kind of things that they were saying, you know, in regard to your paranormal or or contactee experiences, uh, wow! I mean, well done them, I I would say, and and so yes, I'm kind of glad it worked out that way.
4: <laughs> yes, and, and and me too. Like I said, I'm always skeptical, and it's a matter of perception. People look at that and think one thing: when well, this guy's nuts, he works for the city. What well, you know, he makes this money, he lives here, and but. It's a beautiful article in the sense that I've had people from all over the world find me and say, thank you for stepping up to the plate, putting your neck out there when nobody else had the guts to do this. I'm also a fireman or a cop or wow. an EMT or in intelligence. And I can't speak about what I'm experiencing. And I commend you. And I just rolled with it. You know, I said, all right, it's out, let's do it. And I'm so glad I did mm-hmm. because I've met some incredible people like yourselves that have come to me out of love, the only negative feedback I got was people that don't have the guts to contact me directly and question me or be a human being and say, hey, just have a few questions for you, you know, what what are you saying, this and that, what's up? No, 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 they'll just go out and say whatever, they don't have the guts to contact me or reach out to me, to me, that's just very poor journalism, and that's exactly it's the beautiful message of what not to be and why ufology is going nowhere. Because you have people that are claiming things. You want credible people. And I've had researchers, researchers say a researcher say to me, Well, Andrew, you gotta find a credible person in this field. Okay, I got Mary Rodwell. Well you gotta find like a scientist to study you. Okay, I have Gary Nolan. Okay, you have all that no, no, I can't have you. I, I can't speak for you now. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. messed up. I put my neck out there and promoted certain people at first, but I learned along the way. It just has a way of finding me. You know what I mean? The
2: weird thing and the coincidences, and and I don't know, I think Timmy's watching this too, so I got to ask Timmy this. Uh, There's a show on the History Channel, at least here in the States. I don't know if you get it in Melbourne or not, called Project Blue Book, which Mm, they are talking about about Alan Hynick's experiences. But they're making it very clear it was really his and his partner's job to go out of their way to discredit any kinds of sources of information. That's what they were really uh, supposed to be doing. And any resistance uh, that this Heineck guy has to find the truth and not automatically reject yeah. any kind of, you know, it, it's showing kind of a clearer picture, even though it's so distant from st- stuff we can still see in in current day. You know, from t- depending on the sources, and that's why you talk about that New York Post article. That says it's really a really remarkably beautiful thing that they did that, and and it was on your behalf. Yeah. And, and
1: and speaking and, and speaking of Heineck uh, we have Irene on uh, March fifth. She's gonna talk about her book. Oh, awesome! Sacred corridors.
4: So awesome. Yeah, it's what's what's you know that article could have been groundbreaking, revolutionary. For this whole field, mm-hmm. and my my viewpoint is: let the people decide mm-hmm. who's telling the truth or not. If a ufologist is saying this is all nonsense, don't pay attention. That's just his viewpoint. Right? You can say, "Hey, I don't agree," and that's that. But you're going to go after somebody and attack them and say things about them, and you have fifty thousand followers or whatever. Without even speaking to me or mm-hmm. other people that have been through this as well, hey, if that's the reputation you want, great. Because you know what? I've also attracted much more intelligent, grounded, loving people that have come to me that I'm currently working with and going towards something bigger and better. So thank you mm-hmm. for the reminder of what I don't want to be stuck in a circle of nuts and bolts. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not my experience. I just, it, to me, that's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be obsolete eventually once this consciousness continues to keep growing right. there'll be more and more people that are they're still coming forward and meeting people like me and people like you guys mm-hmm. and we are in this together disclosure is coming from us from the ground up from the people for the people by the people yeah and i think sometimes you come
2: across uh, the some of the uh, extra negative people in it Kind of shows you how far you've come since your you know initial uh, experiences up until this point and all the different things and all the loving things that you've gained from these experiences that you we uh, thankfully uh, for people like you you know can can help us show the world that uh, the kind of beauty that's out there we, we appreciate it
4: yeah no problem and people they ask me too is there any like regular practice that I do or how do I do this? I practice Qigong, QI-G-O-N-G. I learned that many, many years ago, and it is the most amazing experience. It doesn't matter if it's Tai Chi, QI, whatever you're into, whatever you identify with, I do that every morning. I see my third eye open up. I see that purple energy, and then it just happens. But mm-hmm. that's a great way for people to uh, connect. There you go. There you go. Okay. That's another tool. Whatever work, my, my my partner... Jess, she's amazing. She's expert at tarot and progressions and she is a, she's a social worker. She's a mental health professional. People ask me, are you crazy? I said, well, I'm with somebody that's looked into this for ages yeah. and she also worked with star kids. Some of her clients are five and six year old kids that could recite and write hieroglyphic images wow. and languages in Egyptian uh, messages. I mean, how do you explain that? And that's in this little country of Australia. So it's a. I'm still getting phenomenon.
2: past the first date where we gave <laughs> non-traditional. You know, that never happened to me on a first date. <laughs> Guys, we got I can't about five minutes. That off with my wife of thirty years.
1: <laughs> five minutes closing comments.
3: Ah,
2: okay. Well, uh, well, how about you, Tim? I'm just enjoying listening to this. <laughs> right, I know. It's a perfect guess at the perfect time. My, if I can make a closing comment, this is the beauty of Tim Roxbury because he finds people like Andrew here. Uh, God bless you, brother, and and thank you for your experiences. Thank you for sharing yours with us, and thank you for making us feel better about I you know the calm. the kind of people that we can we can uh, talk to with the the kind of listenership that absolutely embraces these messages. You know, that's the beauty. I'll I'll credit Timmy on that one. Um, and a quick uh, shameless self promotion for Monday nights here, WCET FM. Uh, yours truly, Chip Reichenthal, Kindness Beyond the Veil, every Monday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, where we look at the kinder side of paranormal, uh, non terrestrial, supernatural, psychic worlds, uh, and show the love based side of even the darkest of realms. And, of course, every Tuesday and Thursday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern right here with Supernatural Realm with the great Tim Roxbury hosting. That's my closing comment. Other than to say, Andrew, we love you. Thank you so much.
1: Andrew, anything to uh, add to that? Anything you want to say in closing?
4: Um, Yeah, I'm really happy with, uh, you know, you guys asking me to come on. And uh, I've been doing CE5 working now in Melbourne. Uh, with, you know, like I said, I can only afford the iPhone at the moment, so that's all I had. But uh, I put a great guy out here, Peter Maxwell Slattery, who's got phenomenal night vision equipment. We got great stuff on film. Um, and it's the same thing. We know that we can cr- help assist and create the phenomena. There's the consciousness assisted technology, which your consciousness, I feel, connects with this phenomena and it appears. And people can do it in their own home, in their own backyard. They can find contact teams. Costa McCarris, my buddy from the US. Uh, you know, he's got an ET contact group there on Facebook with millions of experiences, or if people reach out to me, I can always connect them, whatever they need. However I can help or be of assistance, as long as you come with love and an open heart, I'm all ears if it's that crazy, you know, attack nonsense. I'm just gonna, that's it next, man. I don't have time for that, and I don't invite it in my space today. There's just no reason, but it's a great reminder where I don't want to be with us in a dead end. So, mm-hmm. I love you guys. Thank, you. Uh, thank yeah, you for coming on. We love you too.
1: Uh, Tuesday uh, the 19th, we got we have uh, hypnotherapist Maureen Pisani. Uh, she's gonna mm. be our guest for for Tuesday, and then Thursday the 21st, we have Cindy McCain. She's gonna join us wow. as our guest
2: as well. So
1: that's our lineup nice. for next week.
2: Beautiful. Wow.
1: Well, I'll be here, you know, so, for that. <laughs> excellent. So yeah. up up next is uh, uh late the night in Michael the Midlands, Bair, yeah, the great Michael Vera.
2: So he's yeah, gonna late night more in, the in the Midlands. So don't touch that dial. And and again, our, our 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 great thanks and our great love to Andrew for joining us and and really lighting up uh, these last couple hours. You know, I know I could have used it today. <laughs> <So> <laughs> perfect, perfect guest on the perfect day and. Again, all the the credit to Timmy. And uh, we we thank thank you all for listening in and and joining us and uh, having a chance to embrace this beautiful guest as much as we have. We really thank you for that. Uh, Timmy?
1: I guess that's it. It's time for us to go. Uh, Be sure to tune in on Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern right here on WCET.FM. We're going to end the show here, and uh, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Yeah, as well. good weekend to yeah. have one.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and you know, tell all your friends, you know, that we we said hi. You know, absolutely. So tell Mary we
4: said hi. Oh yeah, they are here right now. Believe me. Yeah, I, I, I see <laughs> the comments they make on
1: Facebook. So yeah, they're definitely listening. Yeah, there.
4: absolutely. Yeah, send it if you get another link or whatever, a direct link with whatever. Send that to me, and I'll spread it all okay. over. Please.
1: If you can Absolutely. stay for a little bit, at Andrew, for a few minutes, I'll get the uh, archive sent to you over Skype. Oh,
4: so. cool. um, yeah. Also, if you guys are looking for more guests or whoever, I know some interesting people that probably would yeah. Uh, like. Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. Also,
1: yeah, we yeah, set them our way. They, definitely.
4: Yeah, out. I don't. I I've, I've had offers. Are we on air or no? Yeah. We're still on. Yeah. We're still on. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I, you know, I'm just selected with who I associate with. And you guys, this is great. This is the right message to get out to everyone. It's, it's love. You know, love is end. Okay.
1: We'll I'll go ahead and go. And uh, up next, Michael Vera, or Late night in the Midlands.
2: Yeah. Night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. And uh, like Timmy said, you all have a great weekend and enjoy this day. Uh, life is a series of moments. Make the and, most of them. And don't forget you to know, donate.
1: Don't forget to do it tonight. We, we, we can't be here without our donations. So yeah. me, let, let the guys yeah. know. So. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Excellent.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
0: You're listening to WCT.FM talk radio like no other.